super hung over or not being able to participate, like really truly taking care of your entire health system. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I also, I only say this because uh, you've heard on other podcasts and you work on those ones, you get a really thick skin. Yeah. Because you're going to be turned down over and over and over and over again. Right. And if you don't already, well, first of all, you have to know that it's not personal. Yeah. That it's, you know, every man is going to have their Right. And it's just preference. And yeah, but it can feel personal if you're, sure. not, if you're not grounded in who you are. Right. And that's interesting. Like, I could never have been until I was probably 38 years old. So, like. I don't think I could do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, being able to ground into who you are for women has a lot to do with us having ownership of our own sexuality. Yeah, I agree. 110%. That's why I do think we can heal the entire universe if women are healed in this way. Yeah. I just have had this feeling. There's this awesome book called When God Was a Woman because we were always a matriarchal society and it did turn into a patriarchal society. And if you really truly look into past, present, future, we're turning from patriarchal to matriarchal and it's time for the baton to be handed Mm -hmm. because patriarchal is meant to create universes, but the matriarchal is meant to caretake the universe, Nurture. nurture. And now it's the time for that to happen. And that's why we're seeing so much discomfort between males and females and so much discomfort in power positions and we're becoming more and more powerful because it's our time. Yeah. And well, um, that's the only time we have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, that is the thing. I did want to say that. Um, I know a lot of times we'll get together and speak about women, this men, this, and the immediate reaction that I get actually from men is like, how dare you? Yes. <laughs> Who do you think you them. are? We're hating on them. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. Good dick is good. Yes. Good dick is good. <laughs> Come on. We love men. But I just have a son. Like, yeah. Just, just like, give us some space, man. Get, get but off. that's what's going on is they're, they're, the fight is for power. Yes, it's all about power. So, dynamics. you know, and, um, you know, and we have made a lot of progress, but there's so much more to make. And I think our current political system completely reveals that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's time for us. Yeah. We need to, because we need to restore the balance. Yes. Is what it's about. Is 70% of medical, medical students that are graduating now are females. Hey. Okay. So like, I've, like if you look at the statistics, women were, you know, we no longer need because, you know, up to until 1976, you couldn't even get a mortgage on your own as a woman. Um, in the sixties, your husband could drop you off at the men- mental institute and say you're a crazy and there, no one would do anything about it. These weren't that, that long ago. I was born in 74. God, I would have been committed so <laughs> many times. <laughs> yeah, my ex-husband definitely. Yeah, so. Think about it. If you had your boob yes. removed, it's a, it's it, the only thing about like getting your uterus removed is a hysterectomy, yeah. hysteria. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nothing else is like that. Like we're, we're still fighting some old conditioning and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Doesn't mean we haven't made progress and we're not poo-pooing on the progress, but that we still have a long ways to go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And men will be, men will be the biggest, um, uh, they will benefit the most if they all will, of this happens. They will. I they know. will. That's It'll what, be so great. I mean, I, okay, I see this every, 
every night when I'm working, because, okay, this is how it goes, right? You guys know I walk in, I've got the presents, right? I've got, like, that goddess vibe, whatever, it's my age. I don't know. I love it. Whatever it is. (laughs) It's the men who see it, they're like, yeah, strong, powerful woman. I want to be around that. They're not scared of me. They're attracted, and it's not like they're trying to come in there and control me. They just want to spend time with me. So it's like this little, it's a fantasy realm, Mm -hmm. right? Because we don't see this out in the real world world very often. Mm -hmm. But in the strip club, like, it's already, it's we've all already agreed that this is a fantasy realm, and so no inhibitions, and I can do and say what I want to do and say that comes from inside of me without my conditioning, right? So then they're in the club. They're like, oh, that woman is powerful. I want to spend time with her because it's sexy as hell. And you can tell the men who are like, no, 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 I want the subservient girl that looks like she's about 20. And then I can just control her with the money. And then like that dynamic plays out and the dancer plays, plays the role of like subservient little good girl and gets all the money from him. And he feels good about it. She feels good about it. There's nothing wrong with that if that's your fantasy. But that fantasy right there is what exists outside in the world more often than... It's the Madonna-Madonna complex. Yeah. I want the Madonna on the stage whipping around, but at home I want the simple whatever Madonna. Yeah, like the the, the, uh, Serbian one. uh Uh-huh, right. Because it's intimidating to actually have that if you're a man who falls into that trap. It's intimidating to have someone challenging you everywhere. Going to the trip club is great to have you be intimidated by you, but not at home. Yeah, yes. I I love how you are there, and I already mentioned that, but it's just, like, you're so, like, strong and powerful, but you don't have to do that by being a bitch, and there's so many girls that are just, they're, like, it's that entitlement and stuff, but you, but you are just a powerful energy source, and so that's, but then there's just girls that are twats. And yeah, then, and they use that kind of power that makes any sense. So that's that power I was talking about, or that that's that that manipulation technique that so many. That's all we know growing up. That's all that gets modeled for us. Like every fucking like TV show, what the Kardashians, um, OC. What is it? The the wives of New Jersey. I don't. I don't watch. Oh, the, I don't. I don't watch TV, TV don't so I don't know what the fuck these things are called. But the the Jersey Shore wives or whatever, like. <laughs> All of those shows have that power dynamic as the template. That's what we see 24-7 is how do women get what they want through manipulation? Because when we stand in our power, there's some fragile egoed man who's going to come and try and squash us. It's true. What drives me nuts also is the reason those those shows exist is because we worship that stuff. It's like there's a level of human consciousness and awareness that is dying slowly and it's that it's what we what we just said like that is the paradigm that we used to live in and it's habitual too you gravitate to what you've been told and then when you're breaking free it's uncomfortable you're like wait now i feel weird about that but that always felt great yeah and you're going against the grain so it's really scary like the people around you might not understand why all of a sudden you're like no this is not for me anymore (laughs) um so yeah it's a it's a it's liberation. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> That's what it is. But it's interesting, even if you, like, so say for me as a single woman who's been single for eight years, got a divorce, and um, I've now come way into my feminine power, right? Mm-hmm. And I have more coming at me than I ever have in my entire life. Yes. 
And, but they also don't know what the fuck they're doing with me. Yep. Um, but it's, they do gravitate. Of course, they don't know how to handle it, but no. they gravitate toward it. And I'm realizing that's such an interesting thing. It's nothing to do with age, has no. nothing to do with your physicality. It's no. just really, truly embracing who you are is the most attractive thing you could be in the entire planet. Yes. Do anything yep. to money, mm-hmm. to, to anything. Yep. It's, yeah. And people know it too. That's, that's what they call confidence. Yeah. In, in both males and females. Yeah. Consider that attractive. Yes, very much so. It's when you're sitting in your own seat of power and you have your own autonomy, your own authority, your own sovereignty. No one tells you what the fuck to do. And no one has to shit on someone when they're doing that. So if a a woman's expressing her power by shitting on people and being rude and cruel, that's, she's not in her power. No, she's not. So. She's not self-confident. Yeah. Again, yeah. I don't want to put that on males or or females. It's it's both. Yes. Whenever you see somebody like attacking to get power, that's because you don't think that you can it's true yeah i so uh, i wanted to i wanted to share this because i saw it in what you described do you guys all remember that that used to happen in grade school right you had the bully who attacked to get power that's what it was like you had a pecking order in fifth grade so and this is for your daughter to know about being you know going into a strip club a lot of the paradigm is still the old paradigm of a pecking order. So you'll go into the back room and be a baby stripper and you better watch your fucking mouth because the 10 year veteran veteran over there is going to rip your hair out. Yeah. If you say anything that goes against the power order in the back room. You're hoarding onto it. It, because yeah, we're still we hoarding. We call it the chicken coop. Uh, yeah. We call it a lot of other things, but... <laughs> That's why a matriarchy it. will never work. Yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing, a real matriarchy would be power sharing. So I, I, I walked into the back room one night. I was taking a break. Needed some water. And I walk into the, the middle <laughs> of this conversation. Some of the veteran dancers were bitching about how some of the baby strippers at the club are still babies. They're still acting like babies, like they haven't learned the ropes yet. And every single one of those dancers was recounting how when they were a baby stripper, man, I had it so much worse when I was a baby stripper. I had my hair pulled. Some bitch clapped really loud in my ear. I had some girl yell at me about being too close to her stage. So they're all venting, right? Every single one of them is venting their story. And all I can see is a bunch of hurt little girls mm-hmm. in all of these babies. And all they want to hurt the new ones. Who want to turn around and hurt the new ones. But that is the old, yeah. disempowered way of being. If you are in your power, you don't turn around and because you were hurt, hurt the next person. Exactly. You turn around and lift and them And that up. happens in every, I mean, I work yeah. with yeah. women in almost every job, and it's always that way. It's I had to work yes. this hard to get here. No, why don't you say, no, I I, now I want to give you the gift of the knowledge I learned yeah. and pass it down to you instead of, because you know, hurt you. Because that's actually more powerful. It sure is. I was going to say, that's a, that's a thing that is, that's just a human condition thing that we Certainly. need to get past, yeah. which is, it's a sense of fairness, right? Well, I had to do that, so it, and I think like policies work on that. Of, yes. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, why shouldn't why should we give this to them if I had to struggle through it? Yeah, you want to believe that your struggle was meant something? No, like, yeah, you know what it sometimes meant. Sometimes it's just like no. Life was shitty in the past. Yeah, life well, it's literally the it's this is not a political statement, but it's conservative versus progressive. If you're conservative, you believe everything should stay exactly the same, so everyone should have the same exact experience. If you're progressive, you realize the world marches on, and you can learn from every single thing, and therefore every single generation should have it different. Yes, doesn't have to go through all the muck and mire. No, 
That's what evolution being better is. It should yeah, be. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, no, evolution doesn't happen because you're clinging to old ways. No, it's because you grow and expand and make space for the new. Yeah. So why would you? Yeah, why would you turn around and hurt somebody who's not even somebody you know? Yeah. Like, oh, it, I, anyway. So I walked in on that conversation, and it died down real quick because I was the baby stripper in the room. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just looked at everybody, and that was my thought. I was like, oh, you... Like, all I could see was their little girls who were hurt. And I was like, you all need a hug. Come here. Let yeah. me give you a hug. I'm sorry those girls, those women hurt you like that. That's, like, such a deep betrayal. Women hurting women is fucking awful. And it's so... Ugly. It's women so ugly. It's so ugly. I think female breaks, whether you're straight gay or whatever, like, f- close female friendships breaking up is harder than even oh, yeah. like, yeah. 25-year yes. marriages to yes. a man. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It is painful. I know. Because they think we have this this desire, this true desire to want to be so collectively um, together. Yes, Yes. And then sisters. when it doesn't work out, you're like, well, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and a lot yeah. of times it's poking in from other viewpoints of different things, you know, from, anyway, it's so interesting, I think. Yeah. But I think it's something that can be changed because the awareness level of humans in general is getting up there. I mean, I see the change. I see the changes all the time. So I think it'll be, it's just a matter of time. We really. should be like a, like a mentorship group for... That's actually what I want to do. Okay, yeah. so, so after yeah. that... Guys, by the way, I want you guys to promote yourselves and like if you guys have like emails or you want to promote... Uh, I don't have anything in this topic that I want to promote at this point, but I could also talk about like 12 different books that people should read if they want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the book list is a lot. Yes. So I do mentorships. I take clients one-on-one um, for whatever you so usually people come to me because they're in pain something about their life really sucks and they need help navigating it um and i will let me i don't know if i gave this definition last time on the podcast when i was here but my favorite definition of trauma is going through really hard shit unsupported so you never get a chance to work it out of your body. You feel isolated. You feel scared. It just and sits right here. Yeah, yeah, it sits in your gut. And there's no way for you to transmute it, to turn it into a learning opportunity, because you're just scared and alone. So I provide that support. I'm like, hey, this shitty thing is happening to you through no fault of your own, right? Because sometimes life just sucks. What are we going to do about it? I've got tools. I've got resources. I can help you reframe it. So you can see how this is going to turn out to be something that you can grow and learn from and down the line probably help others with. So that's what I do. I take the clients. One of the first steps, just deconstructing shame. Yes. Because I always feel like when people are not able to see their trauma and want to address it, a lot of it is just the shrouding of shame around you feel whatever about your experience. For most people, I have to back it up even further and get them to feel their bodies. Because that's where it starts is everyone is completely dissociated from the body. Like, do you know how dissociated women are from their pussies? It's shocking and tragic and horrendous. But that's not the only thing. Like, they can't feel their chest. They can't feel their gut. They have no idea what their intuition is saying because they haven't spent any time feeling what it feels like to be in their bodies. So that's actually where I start because you can't even feel the shame unless you're in your body. That's so true. Yeah. A lot of women have never even looked at their genitals. Right. They're, they're detached from them. Yeah. All their genitals were was a device for someone else to have pleasure from. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. That is wild. It's <laughs> wild. Um, and I always thought that my, my, my anecdotal picking up of details was that. Then when I got knee deep into it and talked with all of these women, I'm like, 
wow, this is just a thing. It's out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pervasive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think, for women not but over the age of, like, 30, 35. Yeah. Under that, there were, like, I'm teaching my daughters. They're very connected to, you know, but um, even though they still aren't, they still do the same, fall into the same traps. But um, women, like, mid midlife women. Yeah, that's a generational thing. Yeah, um, very much so. Yeah. You, and you can see the difference in the generations, yeah. which is fantastic. There's a, there's is. a little bit of... Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> my daughter is uh, just turned, or is turning 15 as well. And she asked, she said, she's like, Mom, I really wish you had come and taught the sex ed class at school because the teacher was so awkward and awful, and he made it terrible. I know, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm succeeding as a mother," (laughs) (laughs) which I don't feel that often. Do you remember the Family Life film? Did you guys ever watch that in like elementary school? They taught you about sex, and they would just like put a videotape in. I went to Christian school. Oh, yeah. So, no. You didn't get that at all. <laughs> I think it's so great that you came so far. I feel that pain. You have no idea. Sometimes people are like, I can't believe. I'm all, yes. I know. I mean, my family it was, is, is still all that way. Mine is, too. It's really, it's really hard. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had a conversation with my mom the other day that I just told her, if you don't get away from, like, constantly hospitalizing me, I will find a mother figure somewhere. It's a thing. I had a very similar experience just this weekend. I've also been in the car with my 14-year-old daughter and my mother, and my 14-year-old daughter is the most confident thing in the world. Why wouldn't I want her to be that way? She's like, I look so hot today. (laughs) (laughs) And my mother was like, that's, I mean, that's, (laughs) (laughs) right? She's like, that's, you're so cocky. She started shaming her the same way I would have been shamed having any self-esteem. And I had to look at my mom and go, that is never going to fly here. She is allowed to experience any confidence she ever wants to have. She is a beautiful, wonderful, innately valuable, worthy human being. You're not going to shame her for having confidence. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And that that, that exchange of confidence versus cocky. And we get that a lot as women. Confident women are turned into cocky, out of control, whatever. And it's like I was never told that I could talk about who I was. I was like, you're being out of control. Yeah. What does your family think about your path that you're on right now? Do they know? They Yeah, so they're super sweet and wonderful, but they just don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's just the, 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 you know. That's a blessing. It kind of is, but they, they also still try to hold my hand and pray with me every time I leave. Like, And I've, I'm trying to talk to them about consent. I'm like, you know, I'm pagan. I'm not going to push my things on you. Can you not push your things on me? Yeah. But they're also 80. Uh, you know, and they're kind people. So it, I did not have a shitty childhood, trust me. But it was just maybe not the one I was supposed to be born into a little bit, you know. <laughs> or maybe it was because you are taking this path and you yeah. are spreading the word and you uh, you are opening up your own mind. I care a lot. On your own. Like you figured yeah. that all out on your did. own, which is pretty, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's remarkable. Like, right? When I had that experience of having my 15-year-old daughter, not my 23-year-old as much, and this isn't like a comparison of good or bad, but she, when I, she was born, I looked her in the eye and I was like, holy shit. I, I was petrified because I could see her power already. And yep. I think that that's what happened with my mom. And you know what I mean? But she didn't have, she was like, go, girl, where I'm like, okay, it's going to be fun to, fun to help or, you know, to help her grow. I had a very similar experience. My par- Both of my parents saw my power as a child, and both of them were immediately like, nope, yeah. let's find her a chastity it's scary. belt right now. It's like, super they were scary. like, uh-uh, this kid is so yeah. powerful. Yeah. And it's 
It's very true. And I yeah. looked at my daughter and I saw the same thing and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I was scared at first and then I'm like, okay, we got to embrace this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we're creating a better situation for our kids. I already know we are. Yeah. It's, and I have a son and I try to talk to him almost more about yep. sexuality than I even do them. Yep. Um, because there's a lot to be learned about consent and uh, respect in a lot of things that I did not have, even from his father. So it's yep. super important for me. I talk to him more about body shaming than I do my girls. I pretend like I don't even see what they look like half the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care about that. And then I talk to him, <laughs> even if it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but I talk to him about respect is given no matter what. Um, it's not about how she looks. I want to take him to that museum with all the outfits of all the girls in the world that, that have been raped and what they are wearing because that is still happening. I think it's in Switzerland. It's still happening where my mom will say, look at your daughter. She's asking for it. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Did you ever find yourself, so I grew up in a similar Baptist, Baptist growing up so like I was you know kind of the same it was like very oppressed and my daughter I have a 16 year old daughter you know okay. we just like went on vacation recently and it was summer in California and she's wearing like these super low cut shirts and I was like the first thing that went to my mind was like oh my god like that's not okay but then I was like no it is don't say anything I have it's to fine. fight it too like, but yeah it's such a I have weird, to fight it yeah okay so at least you and I just have to go because I'm like okay, okay. and it's that. It, it, that comes <laughs> from safety Yes, right, yep. but again, we're we're still making excuses for why women are raped and not talking about why men rape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. God, <laughs> it's it's so interesting. So this is when I'm when I I don't think we've come as far as we need to. No, and when I so when I'm out with my daughter, one of the things I will actually do is point out to her when the male gaze happens. I'm like, did Ooh. you, baby? Did you see that, baby? Did you see that? Did you see that one? And then I talk to her, and my son is actually always there with us too, and I will say like. Hey, kiddo, did you see that? Is that appropriate? Yeah. No, they're hypersexualizing a 15 year old right yes. now. So I talk in the moment, I will talk to her about it. I will talk to him about it because yeah. we still don't live in a fucking utopia. No, we do Women not. Women still need to be aware. And so I want her to be aware, not out of a, fa- I don't want her to be fear based. <clears throat> yeah. But I want It's a her hard to, line, too, that balance. It, you have to walk a line. So yeah. I make sure that she sees it. And she knows what she wants to do about it. That's smart. But I don't, I'm like, don't, you know, don't hide yourself. Don't cover yourself. Just be smart. Because the reality is we still live in a time where we are still getting raped. We so sure. You have, you have to be, and it's, it's, you know, part of the good girl syndrome is that we don't see that shit. Our wild, intuitive, primitive, instinctual side gets gets uh, conditioned out of us and we walk straight into the fucking bear traps we sure do so i'm actually teaching her to see the bear trap yeah i love that that's super smart yeah because i it's it's important to have a conversation but i feel like a lot of parents or a lot of people don't want to have a conversation that's why you know when i learned about sex it was like the family life film which is on the video (laughs) it was like it was like a you know, 70s bush popping out of kids. Like, then, you have, then you have baby. But I didn't talk about, like, actual sex. But it's like, you need to have that conversation with people, yeah. which especially people with, with strong religious backgrounds, they yeah. don't have those conversations. No, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, it was really embarrassing for me. I, the first time, super late. Embarrassing enough that I can't even believe I'm going to say it. The first time I even, like, knew what sex was was in junior high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, well, everybody already knew, and all that stuff, 
but because all of my friends were like super conservative Christian, my family was super conservative Christian, it just never made it across my ears. Yeah, and if it did, it was refrained in... A sex ed class in, in junior high. Yeah. That is not a good way to learn. No, that's, no. Very, that's awkward based on just, yeah, where you're at and you're, yeah. Woo. <laughs> Transversely, my son, when he was in the fifth grade, we were at a school counseling meeting and something got brought up and he's like, oh my God, my mom talks about sex all day long. She's in our living room with vibrators showing on Zoom. And at first I like, I was, oh, and I'm all, actually, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I had a similar conversation with my son who's in, he's in middle school, and he did that middle school thing where, first of all, like, dick and ball jokes just started showing up everywhere, which yeah. is it's hilarious, but he's he, he would see the number 69 in Giggle. Oh, yeah. Y'all remember of when course. we used to do that? Of course. And I, like, turned I to... Well, I mean, I do, too. Like, I'm still a child in that way. I'm like, ha, ah. <laughs> My total was 69 on this bill. <laughs> Well, he is laughing about it, and I'm like, so, buddy, do you know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, no, Mom. I'm like, well, guess what? Here's a picture. <laughs> right? <laughs> because I'm like, if you're going to, like, listen to your peers, it's so number true. one, don't listen to your peers. Oh God. Good God. But here, you That's why we have is. to be the strong voice. Yes. So that the peers don't get to come in and, and do that massaging of information. Yeah. Yeah. My son drew a penis in the snow yesterday. <laughs> Don't listen to your junior high class mates. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is why I only date young men. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, I know that Amanda has to go to work. Um, I know it sucks. Um, but for the last, I, this is very exciting for me through this whole um, adventure of behind the meat curtains. Um, I I met some wonderful women who offered me a job for a company for a dancer resource that's yes. uh, called Pole Position and it's a it's an app that helps keep um, dancers safe and also the management um, so I just have like a little quick thing I'm their account manager for the Oregon Territory so I'll Wonderful. be around yes I'm, I'm very excited and so they, they're letting me um, promote them as well me um, so Pole Position is a secure, exclusive app for entertainers and clubs to connect. Entertainers can create their professional portfolio on the app and connect with clubs across the country from the comfort of their own home. Um, they provide a lot of other tools like tutorial videos, exclusive advice and tips for the industry, discounts on entertainer-related things, and more. They're um, going to start doing like um, a healthcare uh, thing for dancers and um like their families and everything. I think they're really, really amazing. A really amazing women. Um, yeah, like during like the whole hurricane, they did a hurricane relief for dancers and got them like rooms um, in different places and connected with other strip clubs. So when they were out of work, they could go work at other clubs. Also. What a great support. They're, and they're just wonderful women. Um, and they're just trying to change law of the laws to keep dancers safe. Um, mm -hmm. They're trying to change, yeah, they're just trying to change, like, a lot to, to keep dancers safe. Um, 
you know that we had some issues with some management recently that were <laughs> yes. kind of uh -oh. predatory, but um, yeah. like all the, all the messages through uh, management and the dancers go through the app, so they're held accountable for everything. Um, so it does it, it keeps the clubs and, and the dancers. I love this. So there's yeah. an app called it, Pole It's called Pole Position. Yes. And it's available on both iPhone and Android, I would imagine? Yes. 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 It's, it's, I just, I just started. I I'm sure it probably is. Most apps that are created are I usually. I know. I have to get all the information out there. <laughs> I found I, it. I right. know. So yeah, I started hearing the other day and they're just, yeah, they're phenomenal women and they're just advocates for dancers. One of the women that works there is the daughter of the woman that um, works for ACE. She runs ACE. She does the human trafficking convention. Oh, to, uh -huh. And so, and she was a dancer. Okay. And then her husband was a club owner. And so, and they're advocates for dancers. They're not trying to get people out of the industry. They're nice. trying to keep them safe in the industry. That's so, all that matters. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm very, very excited. And I love this idea because, again, here's a perfect example of women in their power supporting each other, yes. which is what we're trying to move Not telling to. you what you should do yeah. or shaming you. And the other thing I want to say is stripping is fucking fun. <laughs> Walking into a strip club for a specific experience can be really fun and sexually liberating. Yes. And it can be yeah. a damn good time. Yeah. So let's just make it safe so it can be even better so that it, we can really create an experience. Like it is... Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> when the relationship to sex and sexuality and women, when that is healthy, like what is actually possible in terms of experiencing in life could be it's so much greater. It is. So if we just I just want to like keep doing yeah. it. it's not like a, I would never want like strip clothes to disappear or sex working to not be an option because also it will I, always be. You know, it's it's been always, the oldest industry in the, exactly. on the planet. And by the way, sexual healing is a real thing. Oh, healing, yeah. healing trauma through sex, through Absolutely. pink, through <laughs> fucking therapy in the back Absolutely. room with a stripper. Ask me yes. how many times that's happened. Yes. Um, is real. So, yep. like, I, I want this to be, mm -hmm. you know, to, to keep going in a really safe and powerful uh, way. Positive. <laughs> positive, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because this might not need to go in, but um, the FOSTA-SESTA legislations that happened about five, six years ago yeah. that were all on the basis of sex trafficking were really, the underwriting of the words was really to keep sex work down. Yeah, it removed that. a lot of apps that created safety for sex workers. Yeah. There's still a big fight between what truly sex trafficking is and what sex work is. Yeah. Everyone wants to combine it. It's not the same, obviously. No. Um, so there's a lot of work still, even like, um, you know, through government and policy and whatnot around this. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. I'm well, glad maybe, that your app is. Yeah, well, maybe uh, we could figure out the sex trafficking convention thing. It's in yes. Portland, and it's because we're one of the highest. My friend Elle is a big, huge part of it. She should be on your podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's uh, <laughs> Angelia. Angelina, I think she's the one that, that was hosting it for years and years, and she's absolutely fucking I love it. She's like, she has like your presence. She's very like strong. Like she walks into a room and everybody's like. So, <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, maybe we could we could do something with that. Okay. Well, any other questions? Do you think we're ready to wrap up? I got a ton of other questions. We probably better wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Save them for next time, Brad. <laughs> yes. This is uh, so fun. Oh, yeah. great? I, I can talk about this shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. All <laughs> Oh, welcome. Or, thank you for coming to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm Kat. 
I'm Amanda. I'm Brad. <laughs> that was so fun. Our theme music is by Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We are a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com.